The Book Club you can carry anywhere. We are your hosts and hopefully your new bookish pals. I'm Hannah MacDonald. And I'm Lydia Clare. Welcome to the first in our brand new series, The Monthly Culture Roundup, where we each bring a handful of recommendations we've been enjoying over the last month. We'll be covering books, films, TV, podcasts and everything in between. Before we get started though, Hannah, what are you currently reading? That was so formal, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hiya. We're, We're back. Chatty pod, chatty pod. Chatty pod, we're back. Uh, this is how we have managed to squeeze in an episode each month of just the two of us because we've been trying to make this work for the longest time. And after a late night thinking session, <laughs> I was like, right, this is how we can do it. This is how it's going to go. It. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't late at night. It was on a drive home. I think I sent you a, a oh, voice note. Yeah. It was a, a voice, voice note in the car. I was in the dog. <laughs> Listen here, this is what's happening, Lid. <laughs> Okay, so I am. Come on, tell me what you're currently reading. Okay, I am reading. Finally, good material by Dolly Alderton. Oh my gosh, it's only took you a year. I know, our Lord and Savior. Um, I might know somebody who is a bookseller that managed to nab me a copy of this, but I'm not naming names. Um, so this actually came out in November, and it's took me this long to get round to it, and I've had my hands on it since before it came out. So that's good. Very much enjoying it. I have. Mm sped through nearly 200 pages now oh my um, god yeah like and I, like I started it a couple of days ago I've like sped through it and I've been like reading it in work as well when I definitely shouldn't have been but here we are it is so great I think it's potentially her best yet it is her second novel and her fourth book it's published by Penguin Fig Tree and it is about a male comedian who is going through a breakup and oh. It's got her just incredible humour. She just understands people so well and just the dialogue is so witty and sharp and it is just exactly how insufferable I imagine (laughs) a man to be going through a breakup. And she's apparently interviewed like 20 men um, in order to write this, which I really respect because it's, you know, nobody can critique the way she's written a man She's really yeah. tried to get into the mindset of a man. So, and I mean, that um, is, that's, you know, falling on your sword, isn't it? Imagine that to any men. God, <laughs> I won't want to do that. Jesus. <laughs> um, but it's so good. And I, w- I would really, really recommend it. I mean, everyone knows that I love Dolly Alderton anyway. So I might be slightly biased, but I oh, would very like much, those. very much recommend it. And the cover is gorgeous as well. We love a cover. Lydia, what are you currently reading? What am I currently reading? What are you currently reading? I'm currently reading Piglet by Lottie Hazel. Oh, bloody hell. um, Which, it's just, it's literally just come out um, end of January. And it's, so far I'm about 50 pages in. I'm loving it so far. I think you will love it. It's very foodie. Love that. Um, Like, so foodie. It's ridiculous. Like, all she she thinks about the main protagonist, uh, her nickname is Piglet, and that's how she's referred to. And all she thinks about is food and how things concern food and how how every gathering has to be around food and what they're going to eat. So this is definitely just Hannah in a book. 100%. Um, it's so good. Um, and I think something something diabolical is just about to happen. So I'm kind of like waiting for that to happen. Mm. Um, but 
Uh, but yeah, so far, so good. I'm enjoying it. It is published by Bloomsbury, I think. And Double Day. It, is it Double Day? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and the um, the front cover of it is the best cover. So nice. It's just a load of donuts in a tower. So nice. So it makes me hungry every time I, I read it. So every time you know it every time I eat it. Every time I eat it. Every time I read it, it makes me hungry. Um but yeah, so that's what I'm reading so far. And it's it's actually really good and really enjoyed it. And it's a debut, isn't it? It is, yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. I've also heard an interesting fact on a podcast the other day that she is also a board game designer. Oh, that's cool. Which I've never heard of before. I've never heard of that job title, but of course there's somebody doing it. So there's always someone. There's always a job. <laughs> Just like how how do you get into that? Like <laughs> mental. Uh, so Lid, let's get on to our recommendations. Um, I feel like our list each month could grow. Yeah. Um, it would. Very risky with the pair of us because we seem to be obsessed with everything. Yeah. Um, it's our favourite word to use. But do you want to start us off with your first? I can do. I mean, if if bookends listening can't tell, this is not rehearsed. <laughs> Why is that? Does that sound terrible? No, <laughs> I just mean you know what we're like when we get chatting. So yeah, I think the thing that I have to talk about, and I think maybe it might be on your list of things to talk about as well, and on the list of everybody's to talk about, is the movie Saltburn. <laughs> because everyone's been talking about it mm-hmm. and it's just been like this kind of phenomenon that's mm-hmm. taken over the world with people running around the houses dancing to Sophie Ellis Baxter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was doing that before it was cool, but you know. <laughs> I'm so glad that song's made a comeback. But do you know what? what? Because I didn't like it the first time round, but now it's a bop. Oh, oh my God. It's, yeah, it's a full-on bop. Full mm-hmm. on. It was my first ever album, Sophie that Ellis is, That is mental to me. Really didn't like it. Do you know what? I was so specific when I was younger about the songs that I didn't like. I used to hate as well for the same reason, which, again, can't be explained. It's just a vibe thing, is mm. um, Spinning Around by Callum Minogue. Oh, you see what? I, I was the same, but um, I can't get you out of my head. Couldn't stand it. Could not. It's not it. Spinning Around. It's Can't Get You Out of My Head. That's the one I'm thinking Oh, well, of. there you go. No, Spinning yeah, Around. Same. Okay, it's not that. It's Can't Get You Out of My Head. No, you're right. No, I'm Spinning Around is the one with the teeny tiny gold shorts. No, I did like that one. Uh, can't Which Get You Out of My Head. That's the one. It, it, I didn't yeah. like the... the. It's one of them earworms that's, like, horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Earworm, yeah. not and in a good way. I didn't understand why in the video she was driving a taxi and then all of a sudden she was in nothing but, like, half a sheet rolling around it was just oh, a very strange video <laughs> so saltburn talk salt to me <laughs> so saltburn so i went in pretty blind to it not really knowing what it was about and kind of just went with it and i loved it i've yeah. heard of quite a few naysayers who are kind of like oh it's just you know grotesque for the sake of being grotesque mm. or you know and I do it in that voice because those people have annoyed me but I just thought it was just fantastic it was a brilliant look at class and at snobbery and inward snobbery mm. and, and all sorts of things like that and it was just it was fascinating and I thought that there were some absolutely compelling performances in it I mean it was just amazing I cannot pronounce his surname but Barry Keown, Keown, Keown. yeah, I think that's Barry Keown is phenomenal. 
Yeah. Like his performance in that is absolutely stellar. Yeah. Like he's incredible. Although I saw a really funny, funny thing about it and <laughs> about Saltburn. And it was like, I, w- I really, really love Saltburn, but I-, I stopped believing in his character when he drew the line at a runny egg. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. So random. <laughs> so- also, I found out that the graveyard scene was improvised by him. Yes, yes, same. Yeah, I heard that. I mean, who improvises that? You've got to wonder what's going you on. You would not time. catch me doing that in improv. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you are off your rocker, mate. I am not doing that. Not a chance. But yeah, I thought it was incredible. I thought it was well acted and brilliantly directed. It's uh, Is it Emerald Fennel that's done it? Emerald Fennel, yeah. Yeah, which sounds like a sim name, but she's um she's amazing and um and yeah that I just I I loved every second of it, so I can't stop bagging on about it and getting people to watch it. And I think that it's one of them th- films that's going to become like a cult film in like mm-hmm. ten years' time. People are going to be like, oh yeah, Saltburn, and yeah. it's going to be yeah. like cool again. But right now, it's really good, <laughs> and it's on Amazon Prime at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's one that I would have really enjoyed in the cinema, but I also watched it when it came out on Prime. Mm. Uh, but I feel like it would have been a good cinema trip. And I watched it with Billy, and he is a big fan of horror films. He's always watching horror films. He's always watching really gory stuff. Loves a lot of, like, Korean or Japanese horror because basically the more gore, the better. But yeah. even him <laughs> paused, paused it twice because he was so, like... I've never what seen anything like, like that on yeah. screen. That they, they took and it to the next great, level. But that's what great cinema is about. It's about like testing boundaries, and it's not testing them for the sake of testing them. It's doing it because it makes sense for the character and it makes mm-hmm. sense for the narrative. And it, the things that that character does when you get to the end and you see the reasons why, mm-hmm. it all of a sudden everything just clicks into place, and you're like, oh yeah, all of that does make sense. Why? Mm-hmm that happened um so yeah so i i am a, a stalwart defender of saltburn how about you han what have you been enjoying lately so the first thing on my list that i want to talk about is the first film that i watched this year and that was good grief on netflix oh i love dan levy so much i think he's such an incredible creative what him and his dad did with well it was him his dad and his sister that created Shit's Creek but they did such a phenomenal job of it I loved it so much I was like sobbing my heart out when Shit's Creek ended so as soon as I saw the the trailer for this I just knew I was gonna love it and it's his directorial debut which is very exciting I think he also wrote the screenplay as well and I just thought it was so amazing and such a beautiful look at, at grief and at friendship and uh, love in all its different forms I thought that and this might be controversial saying this because Don Levy is the lead and I love him so much but the standout performance for me was Ruth Negger who mm-hmm. was who played his best friend in it and she was just so brilliant so funny and just the performance that she gave was just beautiful um yeah just amazing and is it Himesh Patel is that how you say his name he's so great and it was just beautiful and you know I I did think for a little bit after I first watched it that I wish that we'd seen more of is it mm, it's not 
Dan Evans, is it? That's not his name. Something Evans. Luke, Luke Evans. Luke Evans, that's it. Dan Levy and Luke Evans' character's relationship. I did feel when I first watched that, I wish we'd seen more of, of their relationship, mm. more of what had kind of happened previously. Because when we first meet them, we meet them on the night. I don't think it's given too much of a spoiler to say that, like, he dies. No. I think it's shown in the trailer that he dies. Um, Dan Levy's partner in the film dies and we first meet him on the night that he dies so that's all we kind of see is this one evening of them together with their friends at this party and then that's kind of it and there's like flashbacks but i think the flashbacks are just in the lead up to the party from what i can remember but actually when i really thought about it i thought he is actually showing a really beautiful thing which is the aftermath of of a loss and seeing his friends come around him and take care of him and look after him and that was the kind of the real love story and the real focus of the film was the friendship in there yeah. um, and I don't, I don't think we see that very much on screen so yeah I thought it was such a beautiful film really moving I am not great at crying in real life I need something to help me get the tears out and that was the film that helped me get the tears out to the point where I asked Billy to leave the room when it finished so that I could rewind the last five minutes and have a little cry. <laughs> I love that. I've, I literally listened to today the episode, uh, the brand new episode of the new series of Elizabeth Day's How to Say Your <gasps> Podcast. With Dan. It's it. so good. Such a great conversation. So if you want to hear more about like why, like his reasons why he, he created it and a bit more in detail about that film he does go into detail about mm. it on that podcast and it about his own failures which are just amazing yeah he's so um, great it's such a good episode love him what's next up on your list led oh next on my list what have i been enjoying well talking of podcasts um i have been loving recently the book review podcast from the new york times mm. It's been a recent discovery. I know it's um, kind of like a, a tried and tested pride of place kind of podcast in many people's Spotify playlists. But for me, I was not aware of it. And my colleague at Wallstones was like, if you like books, why do you not listen to this? And I started listening to it. And it's a problem because now I want all the books they talk about. Yeah. They, it's amazing. And uh, yeah, so I've wiled away many a dog walk listening to their, especially their like, they, they do really good like wrap ups, like the 2023 wrap up is a really good episode of kind of like the best stuff out there. And it's nice because it is kind of like their literary sort of more literary critical books, mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel, it doesn't come across as like snobby. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like that it's not unapproachable. Like they, they give really good reasons for for their choices. Like one of the books that they've been talking about has been Burnham Wood by Elna Catton. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to read that. I think that's going to be like net one of the next ones I read because that's just quite in paperback, hasn't it? It is. Yeah, it's what Stones is fiction book of the month for February. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So. I'm definitely going to be reading that for that reason, but also because they they wanged on about how great it is. So I'm like, yes. I need to steal your copy after that because that sounds like something that I would be intrigued by. 
in- not intrigued. It's made a comeback. <laughs> it's made a comeback for 2034. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yes, I've been loving that. How about you? So, the second thing on my list is a bit rogue. But we we love a rogue choice. And (laughs) my choice is Paul Meskel on Chicken Shop Date. Oh my gosh, I love him. I love him so much. I now there's been a lot of talks in the last week or so, and a lot of funny videos circulating on TikTok about a specific news headline or kind of something that a previous defense minister has been noted saying and it's been causing me a lot of lost sleep and anxiety because i am terrified mm-hmm. but apparently we're all being drafted to war at some point so that's we're, good we're not we're not so all i need to say on that matter is we must protect paul mescal at all costs because i cannot bear the thoughts of this man of any harm ever coming to this man he'll be fine he's irish he's not he, he won't get drafted but i cannot have any harm come to him if there's any kind of he lives we in london lydia i can't have any harm coming to him if he's if he's got an irish passport does anybody lives in london does that mean he's safe i i don't know what the the plan would be <laughs> interesting well they can't have him so that's that I'm sure it's an um, then he could he could you know he could go to ireland and stay there safe yeah well anyway protected plans aside um <laughs> i very much enjoyed this video i think and i i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation of this now but is it amelia de moldenberg yeah, well, it's not butchering yeah. nothing. Okay, well, I just wanted to make sure that I'd got the name right because I didn't look it up, I just guessed it from memory. <laughs> and I think what she does is so amazing. Her whole style of interview really makes me think of how we try to interview. And mm. I think she really manages to get a different side to people in her interviews with them. And I found that the same with um, the Hot Ones yeah. interviewer I think it's not a very formal structure I mean I suppose the hot ones um interviewer and I, forgive me I can't remember his name John Evans John Evans he's brilliant but his is slightly more formal but Amelia's isn't and I mm. think you get something totally different from people when you give them a casual setting and I yeah. think you know that's what we've wanted to do from day one on this podcast is we're two working class northerners and you don't see many people like us in the literary world so mm-hmm. we wanted to bring that that's our usp i suppose <laughs> we wanted to bring that to our podcast yeah and i think that that makes a lot of our authors relax because they know they know they're in safe hands they know that we're not super formal they know that we're not like uh super strict in the way that a conversation flows or whatever but that's how i feel when i watch amelia i think she's so charismatic so funny so brilliant and i just loved seeing the banter between the two of them and there's a a moment in and it's, it's only eight minutes long like that's that's the beauty of it you know we have so much um so many films that are coming out it's 40 minutes as well but, but how they managed to do like cram that into like eight minutes it's so brilliant and it's something that like I think our attention spans have got so much worse with like TikTok and um Instagram reels and all the rest of it you know we can't concentrate for long periods of time so sometimes it actually is really nice to just sit down for less than 10 minutes and just really enjoy something and that's what that was for me I was like it was so funny and so great and there's a moment where um she hands him a script and wants him to audition for the film that she's making and it just made me laugh so much and 
I just want to protect them both. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're, they're both wonderful, wonderful we, people. Amelia de Moldenberg did a great uh, interview on the Louis Through podcast where she talked about like how she um how she interviews and how she goes about interviewing and that's I need to really, listen to that yeah it's really good also Louis Theroux's just done his first uh episode in his new series of his podcast and Paul Meskell is the guest <gasps> and it is amazing I listened to it last night and he talks honestly and he does like that cool Louis Theroux thing of like with Louis Theroux's podcast if you listen to it like he starts the podcast when the guest is walking in so Love like that. You're like Paul's like hi how, how are you doing and stuff and like they sit down they have a chat first but that's all recorded that's all part of the oh podcast. my god I love that so much it's like super cool and like he he really does um he delves into a bit more about Paul's past and about his because obviously he was he was a Gaelic footballer and then he chose to be an actor rather than pursue that career and things like that and it's really really good actually so uh so those two episodes of Louis Through podcast would go hand in hand with with the uh, the stuff that you've recommended. I am definitely going to be listening to that this evening on <laughs> my little drive. Uh, Lydia, what is next up for you? Next up for me is well, basically, is a book that I've just finished reading and really enjoyed, and that's called God Killer by Hannah Kainer. Mm. Um, and it is a fantasy book about a young girl who whose family are killed and who basically becomes a killer of gods so there are these gods in the world that can control elements such as like fire water earth air things like that and they the more they are worshipped the bigger more powerful they become and her job is to go around and stop them from becoming these huge kind of entities and she happens to come across a couple of other people along the journey and they become part of her story too and I tell you what I went into it thinking this is going to be a bit of a tricky one it was one I was reading for Waterstones it was Waterstones science fiction book of the month and I was sort of like "Mm, I'm not sure how I feel about this honestly brill really enjoyable fast-paced great characters brilliant world building and I thoroughly enjoyed every part of it love that no, it was a real surprise, and I'm not one for science fiction as a as a rule. I will give it a go, and I'm more I'm probably more likely to go for it than maybe you are, Han. Yeah, but I, but I would definitely say that I, I was kind of like, oh, I'm not sure, but honestly, really good, stunning. I know. What about you? Anything else on your list? I have got a book that I have recently read that I want to chat about, and that is. Oh, well. My Husband by Maud Ventura, which came out July last year and was very kindly sent to me by the publisher, Hutchinson Heinemann. I think that's how you say the name. And uh, it's took me until now to read it. So that's very good. I apologize to them. But it was really great. I really enjoyed it. It is about a woman who is obsessed with her husband and is like in, in the most like obscene detail she keeps all these notebooks she's a trans a book translator and a teacher and she keeps about five different notebooks that are all different colors and she notes down different things that he does throughout the day like stuff that he says to her moments where he's kind of not given her the attention that she wants 
um, and they've got like two children together and I thought it was a really interesting look at motherhood in the sense of somebody that isn't comfortable with being a mother doesn't find that role you mean like like instinctive don't you instinctive that's the word I'm looking for it's not it doesn't come to her naturally at all yeah and she kind of almost resents the fact that she has to be a mother and there's a moment in the book where she literally like her child comes to her and she's got a stomach ache and she wants like comforting so she takes her child up to bed and then like tries to like soothe her back to sleep and then goes to leave the room and then the child shouts for her as soon as she gets to the door and wants to spend time with her husband again and then she comes back to the bed and like grips her child's wrist mm. and is like go to sleep oh and he's like really aggressive with her but it's like moments like that and, and all the way through you're kind of kept guessing and you're like, mm. what is going to happen here? Like it's, it's unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> I it love is, unhinged. It is unhinged. Like it's not, and I know like we make a joke and we say that like everything's unhinged these days, but like genuinely this character <laughs> is unhinged. Like it's not normal <laughs> behavior. It's crazy, but really, mm. really enjoyable. And I think that this will definitely be a bit of you, Lid. Oh, it sounds like a bit of me. I mm. love it. Obsession, bit of aggression. It's great. Perfect. I'm like, yeah, give it to me. <laughs> okay, what is next on your list? Um, so next up is a film I recently watched that I, I can't stop banging on about to people, which it's called Society of the Snow. <gasps> and it is a Spanish language film. And it is incredible. It's about the crash in the andes the plane crash in the andes of course happened. it is of course, of course it, is. it is it's a plane crash come on like i'm not gonna have watched it um and unless you're like me and you have the encyclopedic knowledge of of said plane crash uh, a plane crashed in the andes in the in 1970s um, did you already um, know this yeah of course right of course fine i had you've been um, waiting for this to come out haven't I was, you yeah i was wait, waiting for yeah. it and i believe it was the chilean football team that were on the plane and it crashes in the andes and basically they are left there because they their rescue mission cannot find them and they are left there for 72 days or something mm-hmm and what basically they have to turn to to survive is cannibalism so eating the dead that are with them um so their friends and relatives basically and this genuinely happened and you can you can find interviews with the with the guys that had to result to that uh, about why they chose to do that about why they had to do that um and it's all such a fascinating um subject but this film fictionalizes it and tells it through a narrator and it is just so well done mm-hmm. like it is so it's psychologically brutal but the acting is incredible the the pacing is so fantastic i mean two and a half hours of just some guys stuck in a metal tube this is what it is like they they don't go anywhere they can't go anywhere they're stuck in the what is essentially the the remnants of a plane mm-hmm. slowly but surely starving to death watching their friends die around them and it is just incredible and i think it's been nominated for an emmy i'm not mm-hmm. sure it's nominated for something but it's just incredible. It's so worth the watch. Like, give, give it the chance because I know that Spanish language films, a lot of people will struggle because of subtitles, mm-hmm. but you can get it in the dub version. But if you can 
do it in the actual Spanish language because it's absolutely brilliant. It's I so think that goes good. for any translated uh, series, not translated series, but like any foreign language series yeah, or films. Yeah. I think you should be watching it with subtitles on because I just think it gives you exactly what they're trying to get across if yeah, that makes exactly. sense it's it's like i watch I, one of my favorite series of all time is money heist and mm-hmm. that's in spanish and i think how, if you had to watch that in like the english language version mm-hmm. you wouldn't get the same effect at all yeah yeah and i, I understand that obviously there's access requirements so you know yeah. I, I know people in my life who've got dyslexia and stuff they really would not be able to watch it mm-hmm. with the subtitles but if you can then do because it, it is so so worth it but yeah that's obviously plane crash cannibalism you've got you know terrible things happening it's morbid it's terrifying sad contemplative it's everything that I love so uh yeah give it a watch if you want to be miserable for two and a half hours I love that so much that sounds great and that's on Netflix it's on Netflix yeah yeah fabulous wonderful that reminds me mm-hmm. of Yellow Jackets right a little bit have you watched Yellow Jackets I have not that is so up your street Lydia I know but it's not on some weird channel it's on Prime I think oh is it is it on Prime now you've got me know. now you've got me thinking let me double check i thought it was on something like um paramount you're right how crazy is that that i was right oh behave no <laughs> you're wrong no you are right oh, no. it's on paramount right. plus now and it's on prime oh right okay i'll give you it, watch it on prime it is you, okay i hope to I hope you've watched some of it when we return for February. Oh, it's your homework. It's your homework. <laughs> I just know you will love that. I know yeah. it. I, it's so you. I have heard a lot about and it. And it must, it, tell me it's from good. the sound of Society of the Snow, it must be based on that because oh. it's about a young girl's sports team at a like high school in America and their plane crashes into like oh. the middle of nowhere. And that also has cannibalism in it. Oh, well, yeah. So it's got to be, there's got to be some sort of source material in there. (laughs) So that's your homework, Claire. Thank you. Thanks, Um, I really appreciate it. The last thing on my list is, which probably will come as a surprise to nobody, it's a podcast, and it is our previous guest, Caroline O'Donoghue's podcast, Sentimental Garbage, and it's her episode with our Lord and Saviour, Dolly Alderton, um, they did an episode on Robbie Williams and I am not a massive Robbie fan, nor have I yet, I'm, I'm yet to watch his Netflix documentary, which they made, made mm. me really want to watch. Um, my mum was always a massive Robbie fan and I grew up listening to his music in the car, but I've never been a huge fan personally. Not that I don't like him, just that he's just, I've never really listened to him. And um, apart from my mum playing him nonstop, but this was such a fangirly episode and I absolutely (laughs) lapped it up I think those two are so brilliant together as in Caroline and Dolly Mm -hmm. I think they are so great together I loved when they did Sentimental in the City so every time I know that they've got an episode on there together I I just can't wait to listen to it yeah but it was so good and Dolly has a very funny personal story about Robbie Williams which I thoroughly enjoyed listening to but I'm not going to spoil it because I think people will just want to listen to that for themselves I think 
the banter between them both is just so great but they managed to keep it quite like it just feels like such a thoroughly researched episode and they just seem to caroline is so good at just understanding everything to the most intense level of detail like understanding pop culture to the most like mega level of detail like i've never known anybody like it and yeah. i think it, she's just so fascinating to listen to she just seems to be like uh what's the the phrase uh, a something of knowledge a fountain of a fountain of knowledge yeah i was gonna say a well of knowledge so that's good you, i am you could say fountain or well i think any kind of stone related water feature would work in this analogy <laughs> But that's what I think she is. I am. Uh, I think, as everyone heard on our episode with Caroline, I'm a big fan of hers, and I love Dolly as well. And it was just such a great episode. And I love it when you listen to people that are friends and really close friends, and you really get a sense of that when you listen to it, and you kind of feel like you're like having like a drink with them, and like you're yeah. having a good time with them. You're not. They don't know who you are, but. <laughs> you get a sense of that and yeah. it was just it was a really enjoyable listen and I, I started to learn a lot more about Robbie than I kind of knew about him I thought mm -hmm. that he was this quite like big ego and he's not in the way that they describe him and they've got the fact like they come with facts they come with research like they know exactly what they're talking about and I'm really intrigued to watch his documentary now because I think there's a lot that happened to him in terms of um the press and you know his journey with fame mm. and addiction and all the kind of rest of it and he you know he, he had a really tough journey so i really enjoyed listening to their perspective on it Ooh. so yeah that is my recommendation and you can find that in all good podcast apps <laughs> alongside a pair of bookends pod <laughs> <laughs> yes okay uh lid what yeah. is your next recommendation is this your final or have you got I another think, one yeah no this is my final one so this is basically what i've been obsessed with every evening i have to put an episode on and it is a korean drama i thought you were going to talk about this yeah called extraordinary attorney woo and people who know extraordinary attorney woo will all be like yay because it's like got this cult fandom um but it is essentially about a, a young woman called uh woo young woo who is an attorney she is also has autism and it's about her kind of navigating work and life as someone on the autistic spectrum and as someone who is just like amazing because she's fantastic in it the actress who plays it does not have autism but i think does a really great job of of playing this character and this character's autism mm -hmm. so i i want to make that very clear because a lot of people would be i think have criticized the show in places because they've been like oh well not all all autistic people are like this they don't mm -hmm. all have these certain traits but this this character does so and that's the way that i see it and the way that the actress who plays her sees it and it is just phenomenal it's sweet it's cute it's so beautiful in places she's obsessed with whales she has like this full-on obsession with blue whales and well all types of whales but particularly blue whales and it's so so 
just brilliant the way that they they have like huge cgi effects of like a, a whale will like float past her as she's thinking and she's it's just incredible the the storylines themselves kind of are quite formulaic they they they're just regular kind of like as if it was just a regular like regular attorney program you know some guys in trouble he needs some help she finds the solution to help him like your bog standard stuff but it's done in such a wonderful way that it's just it's phenomenal i can't i can't recommend it enough and again it's in korean don't if you can help it don't listen to it dubbed because it's terrible but please (laughs) do um listen to it in the korean but it's it's so good it's and it's a brilliant to see something that celebrates diversity and celebrates Mm -hmm. inclusion in a way that i don't think we're seeing in in western in western dramas i've Mm -hmm. i've not i've not seen it where it's not kind of like the the great thing about extraordinary attorney where is that the fact that she's autistic is never usually the point yeah whereas I think in a lot of things as particularly some western programs I could mention that have autistic characters it tends to be like their thing like mm-hmm. oh you know they're super clever because they're autistic or they're because they're autistic and it's like yeah. well no she just happens to be very good at what she does but she's also autistic but yeah so I've been loving that recently and I've only got like three episodes left so I'm going to be bereft when that finishes I've just remembered that I actually do have a last one so we do have the same amount we do have the same amount oh good um which is good we love that we love a rounded number um one thing i wanted to talk about that i've been enjoying this month is the series the tv series blue lights Mm -hmm. um i've been enjoying that it is available to watch on oh yeah extraordinary attorney wears on netflix by the way excellent uh blue lights is available to watch on bbc iplayer it is so good it is set in belfast and it is well, it's a police drama set in Belfast and it is about how this particular division in the police is quite corrupt and there is a in this particular area there is a gang who are we've we're still finding out because I'm I'm two episodes away from the end but we're still sort of finding out that there's definitely a link between the police and this community and um, this this gang and this gang's sort of area is out of bounds to the police and they're not to intervene with what this gang is doing but what Mm. this gang is doing is getting more and more messed up and um it is just so great the acting is incredible i think there is so much incredible stuff that is coming out of ireland in the last few years and i'm so like happy that we're celebrating all these amazing Irish creatives and these actors are just honestly like stellar. Like, I don't know what, like, what is in the blood in Ireland? Like, why is everybody so good at everything? Like, can we just <laughs> give some talent to the rest of us for the love of God? I know, just um, a bit. Come on. Just a bit. Come on. Like, it's so great. And the story is so brilliant. Like, I feel completely engaged throughout. Um, it's only six episodes in the first season. The second season comes out later this year. And the reason I'm watching the first season is because my friend is in the second season. So I'm very excited. So, um, I'm not allowed to mention their name, but I'm I'm very excited for that. And it is it is just, it's just so great, so great, really good telly, and it's a a working class community in Belfast. 
I think it's a great way of exploring class and about like how ordinary people live their lives and how they're just kind of left to rot by mm. the government. And it, it gave a different look and a different perspective on the police because I think we see so many police dramas, aside from Happy Valley, because I think Happy Valley gave quite positive representation to police. I think a lot of the stuff that we see is really negative representation of police. And that's not to say that these stories don't exist because they absolutely do. You know, I've, I've heard and seen firsthand, you know, issues that arise within the police and how, you know, corrupt things can be. But this was talking about corruption at like a very senior level in the police. Mm. The actual police on the ground seem to genuinely care about the community and genuinely want to help people. And I think, you know, that's a really nice thing to see. Um, yeah. I don't think that's represented very often. So I was very much enjoying that. And I'm really excited to see how this season wraps up. This is exciting. I know. Well, I, I'm actually very pleased with our choices because I thought we would have more overlap and we haven't. I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, so I, I do love and I really hope that Bookends Listening have managed to get some good recommendations off mm -hmm. the back of that. And it, we've been able to whet your appetite for some stuff because genuinely when I listen to like these kind of like sorts of podcasts like you know cultural um roundups recommendations things I, I always always love to get my recommendations from them and then to go off and consume everything consume. that's been, been asked of me we um, love to consume we, we do we do but before we go Hannah could you tell me is there some stuff that you're excited about that's coming up that we might even be hearing about in our February roundup <laughs> I am looking forward to um this Wednesday I am going to the cinema to watch all of us strangers <laughs> Don't, don't, no. And I, You're going without me. I am. I'm it's been, down. it's been planned. It's been planned for a while, and I'm very I'm excited. I am going to be an emotional wreck, a thousand percent. All I've seen over the weekend is people saying how much this film has made them cry. Uh, it's got Paul Meskell. It's got Andrew Scott. It's got Claire Foy. Um, it's a stellar cast. I've said yeah. stellar about four times today. So that's I, the word of the episode. The, I have. Ordered the book into my the waterstones where I work, and I have put it on the shelf. That oh I'm my goodness! Because literally, like I have to read the adaptation before I watch it, though I have to. So maybe that can be an adaptation episode. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, so that's one of the things I'm looking forward to. I'm also really excited to watch poor things i want to watch that at some point mm. in the next month um i listened to the everything is content podcast and really enjoyed listening to them speak about poor things um i know that that is also a book that's been adapted into a film mm -hmm. um which i think you told me about yeah alistair yes. gray is yeah. and um i just really enjoyed hearing them speak about it and it just sounds so like exciting and just not what I thought it was going to be. So I, I really want to get to see that in the next month. I am also incredibly excited for the new season of Trigger Point, which started last night and I've not watched it yet. So I'm really excited for that. I think Vicky McClaw is golden. Um, yeah. I absolutely loved the first season and it is a series that if I could beg to be in any 
TV series that's on right now, it would be that. Like, I think yeah. it's so great. And genuinely, the first season had me on the edge of my seat. Every episode, I could not breathe watching them. Very excited to watch that. And there's also two books that I am looking forward to reading, which are both published next month. Well, both published in February, because I believe we'll be releasing this episode on the 1st of Feb. So these books are, I've been kindly sent them by the publisher. So the first one is I See Buildings Fall Like Lightning by Kieran Goddard. That is an excellent title. Um, It is published by Abacus Books and it has some excellent endorsements on there, including your favourite Max Porter has said this book glows in the heart of the reader. I read Kieran Goddard's debut Hourglass and really enjoyed that. And I See Buildings Fall Like Lightning is about poverty and about um, hope and um, friendship and class and all the stuff that we love reading about. So I am very much excited for that. And I am also excited to read Nuclear Family by Kate Davis, which is published by Borough Press. And that is also out in February. And I also loved Kate's debut, In at the Deep End, which we read for Book Club. Mm-hmm. And this is about a uh, family that look at their DNA, uh, find out their, like do a DNA testing kit and it goes a bit wrong. Oh gosh. It causes a huge rift in the family. So I am very excited to read that as well. Lydia, what are you excited for in the next month? Well, of course, all of us as strangers are, are, you know, it's kind of like the the thing in Mm -hmm. my head, all Mm -hmm. I want to watch. So probably that. And then our little trip that we are planning to go and see Madeline Gray. I was like, what little trip? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm very excited for that. Yes. Um, So we're going to go and see her speak all about Green Dot, whose episode will be out when you listen to it. It will be out. It will. It will have come out yesterday. Yeah, super exciting. So, yeah, we did threaten that we would uh, follow her and see her. And we're following through on the threat. (laughs) We're seeing her. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) She has consented. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so that's going to be a fun fun part of February, I think. And what else? Um, I'm really excited to get to Burnham Woods by Elna Catton, Mm -hmm. as I mentioned. Or super excited about that i'm also definitely gonna read in ascension by martin yes. mcginnis so i it, i'm scared because it is a bit of a chunkster that's also um, out in paperback now isn't it yeah again science fiction book of the month lots so mm. it's always a plug. but yeah but i'm gonna give it a go i think i think it's gonna be it's going to be one of those ones where you're just gonna have to like dive in a bit like god killer was kind of yeah. just like just not going with any assumptions so I'm excited for that and yeah and just basically just just trying to expand more on my both my reading and kind of what I'm watching I've been really trying to branch out listen to a lot more recommendations get stuff from people that I trust because I was like everyone was a bit sauce when people give me recommendations mm-hmm. I'm a bit like really is that going to be any good? But yeah, try to give things more of a chance. And I've read, I've read, this will be, Piglet's my 12th book of January. That's obscene. Which is ridiculous. So uh, yeah, so I think I might go for something a bit chunky in February. 
because nice. I've read quite a lot of short books in January. So I might go for something long. Do I or do I not go for Demon Copperhead? Oh, come on. I know. I know. I've been talking about it. I've been talking about it. I'm terrified. You've I'm scared. I don't like it. So yeah, they're, my, they're the things I'm looking forward to, really. And I'm also furious that you're going to go see all of us strangers without me. But, you know. I'm sorry. We'll have to move forwards. We will. Just, you know, just before you throw me under the bus in front of our listeners, I have been trying to <laughs> meet up with Lydia for the longest time and had to book tickets for us yeah. both to Maddie Gray's event in order to force her to, to see happen. me. So can we, like, so for our listeners, I do not reject Lydia. I have tried to make this happen. <laughs> and I've had to force her into coming along to an event with me. Okay. It, I mean, there so, wasn't much. She's talking. being dramatic, but yes. Yeah, so, I'm actually I'm very pleased with this episode. Me I too. must admit. Me too. And very good. I hope that you all enjoyed listening. And if you've got any recommendations for us, we would love to hear them. Please do uh, give us a follow and let us know your recommendations. You can do that at a pair of bookends pod on Instagram and at a pair of bookends on Twitter and TikTok. Uh, you could also email us at a pair of bookends pod at gmail.com. Gorgeous. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please do rate, review and subscribe as it helps us to reach more listeners, which we would love to in 2024. And thank you so much for listening. Lydia, thank you for doing the first monthly golf <laughs> to round up with me. Well, thank you, Hannah. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> like we don't push the podcast together. Thank you. It's been emotional. We love you all. Thank you.